What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Masters of the Cultureverse. I'm your friendly neighborhood blurred, Caleb Edward Edley, here with the invincible Clay Stroman. How you doing, Clay? I'm good, man. What's happening? You like that intro? I really, really did. Oh, I wasn't you. expecting it, and it, it almost blew me right out of my chair. Oh, that's what we like to hear. This is Masters of the Cultureverse, where we break down all the pop culture news so that you don't have to. We're going to talk sports. We're going to talk movies. We're going to talk TV. So, Clay, right off the bat, what you watching? What you reading? Anything interesting? Well, I've been watching the NBA. Okay. A good amount of it. Um, you know, it just feels good that sports are back in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA season is going full tilt. We're still in the bubble. Uh, we got the playoffs starting next week. And, uh, yeah, the standings for the playoffs are already pretty much set. We got a couple teams still vying for the eighth seed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we got the Lakers locking down the number one seed in the West, of course, with LeBron doing his thing. Um, we got the Clippers and the Nuggets right behind them, you know, Kawhi and Paul George doing their thing. Like I said last week, everything goes through LA pretty much. Um, yeah. And then in the East, we have the Bucks with the, the best, you know, record in the NBA. Giannis is killing it. Obviously he's a stud. He's an MVP candidate right now, along with LeBron and James Harden. Um, so no surprises there whatsoever. Um, who do you think is going to win, Caleb? Uh, MVP or the whole thing? MVP. Um, I'm probably going to have to say, you said LeBron, Giannis, and who? The Beard, James Harden. Okay, the Beard, James Harden. I'm going LeBron. Yeah, he's my pick, too. Um, we've got we've got James Harden putting up like 35 points a game, I think, is his average. It's, it's ridiculous how that guy scores. Mm-hmm. We got Giannis putting up like incredible stats himself. I think he's... In the 30s in scoring, and he's you know he's putting up rebounds and things too. But then LeBron is uh, leading the league in assists still, you know, at this age, and he's putting up 25 points. You know, he's it's crazy. You know, this far into his career, he's still absolutely killing it. How many years um, left? Um, I think at this rate, I think he has like a good solid like three years left in him before maybe we see some decline. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm being a little generous there. Maybe I'm being a little wishful there. But I think he's still got some solid years left in him. At least multiple solid years. Okay. Yep. Um, on top of that, we have the, the rookies. Uh, rookie of the year candidates are out. Ja Morant, Zion Williamson, Kendrick Nunn. Um, Zion just got bounced from the playoffs. The Pelicans are officially out. Ja Morant will be vying for uh, the eighth seed in the, in the playoffs. So he's got a chance to kind of still show what he can do. Um, and yeah, and then other than that, we've got we've got some interesting most improved player picks. Bam Adebayo from the Heat. That's a that's a solid pick. He was an All Star this year, um, coming off you know a, a worse year before that. Brandon Ingram, uh, he's definitely like highly improved from the year before this year. And then we have Luca on the list, which is interesting because he killed it last year. Yeah, did he get? He's just game? like he's just like almost an MVP candidate now. So it's I guess they say he's improved. Um, but we also have Devontae Graham on the, uh, the Hornets who went from scoring like four a game to putting up like 18 a game this year. Wow. So he's not on the list and, and Luca has been tweeting out like, nah, it needs to be Devonte Graham. Like take me off the list. Well, that's so, um, kind of him and humble and yeah, yeah. And other right, right. Kind, humble, sexy, uh, compassionate, all of it. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, Devontae Graham on the Hornets, the Hornets aren't even playing in the bubble. You know, they're one of the, I believe, eight teams that didn't even get invited to come to the bubble. Um, yeah, my Pistons, we talked about last week, they're also not there. No. <laughs> so it's it's a really good life to be a Pistons and a Hornets fan. Yeah. 
For sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, like I said, the playoffs are going to start next week. So uh, things are you know starting to heat up, and uh, you know we'll see what condition these guys are really in. You know we've had a couple other pretty bad injuries, um, some rust showing on some guys. Like LeBron isn't really you know where he needs to be right now. So uh, we'll see how it works uh, works out whenever the playoffs start. It should be exciting. Wow. Um, now I know I didn't put this on the agenda, but just quickly I want to know your thoughts on this whole uh, college football thing. What do you, what do you think? Of it? Man, I just really want there to be college football. For those of you so, who don't know, um, which which uh, Pac-12? The Big Ten. The Big Ten. There, thank you. Uh, yep. They've canceled uh, football. For well, game. well, no. So <laughs> reports came out this morning mm. that like ten of twelve of the like Big Ten executives or whatever mm-hmm. um, had voted to you know suspend the season. But then the Big Ten came out later on today, and they were like, no, that actually didn't happen. Like, we haven't chosen yet. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought I saw, like, a 12-2 to 2 vote. Yep, yep, that was that was this morning, but they have since walked that back. And people are now saying, did they just, like, put out some fake news to gauge people's reactions or something like that? So I mean, we don't really... I could see that, I guess. You, you throw something out, see how people react, see if they're in your favor, if you... If you well, it sounds, sounds a little manipulative. I don't know. What do you expect when money's online? You're right. You're right. Um, I just really want football. We have a bunch of the players kind of banding together, um, almost like unionizing right now. Sure. And yeah. uh, I don't remember who I saw, but they were talking about how it's it would be safer for them to actually play football um, and go to school because uh, some of the, the players, they come from not so great backgrounds and getting away mm-hmm. from that is good, and they need football to get away from that. and and yep. while, yes, I understand those arguments, and I, I think it's great that they're, like, actively trying not trying to get out of that life, um, these are pretty big teams. Like, football teams are pretty big. and the They're teams, huge. And the chances of spreading the coronavirus is, is really high, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, supposedly, we have, like, a bunch of testing going on right now. Like, there's so many tests available to these players, these teams, the staff, and everything like that with the NFL, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, supposedly everything's been going really well now that they, like, the, the NFL has started training camp, and they're doing all these tests, and, like, they're all coming back negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the trends look the trends look decent if they do it the right way. Supposedly a couple of the colleges, uh, Jim Harbaugh came out today from Michigan, basically just talking about all these precautions that they've put in place, like, this whole system that they have for, you know, keeping everybody safe and healthy, like, throughout, like, actual football activities. Um, so supposedly some of these schools have a really good setup for it, and it seems viable to a lot of the coaches and the players to actually play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not – I can't make a decision on whether it's smart or not to play, but I would love to see some football. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, if it's just a rumor or if they actually talked about this. But I think I saw something about um, putting all of the, the conference teams at a school that wasn't going back for the fall so that they would make their own bubble. Is, is that something that was being discussed? I actually didn't hear about that. Okay. I, th- I think I saw that somewhere. They were saying, like, if there was a college in whatever conference that wasn't bringing students back in the fall, they would send all the teams in the conference to that school so that they could make their own bubble and, and make hmm. sure to stop the spread. Yeah, I mean, again, though, there are just so many damn people right. on these teams. Yeah. So it's like, like, you can do a bubble, but, like, how well can it work with that many people? You know, NBA teams are only, like, 12 players deep. College football teams, I don't know, what do they have, like 60, 70 players, something like that? Not including coaching staff and 
trainers. Right. And- yeah, they have, they have a huge staff, each one of these teams. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is that Nebraska, they're in the Big Ten too, and Nebraska's coach came out and he was like, look, we're, we're looking at different options of playing, whether we have to do it outside of the Big Ten or not. Which I don't even really know what that would look like, but yeah. we got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting kind of new ideas floating around. Wow. Well, moving on from one type of game to another, let's talk uh, video games. We got let's we got uh, Marvel's Avengers. The the beta came out this weekend. If you pre-ordered the PlayStation uh, version, which I did, you did not, so you didn't get to play. But I'll, I'll just go over some thoughts really quickly, and then I know we're gonna play some this weekend when the beta comes to everybody on PlayStation, and then we'll have like a big discussion on it next week. But um, my initial thoughts are, I enjoy that every character is played differently. Like um, Thor is kind of like a Kratos um, from God of War. Uh, Iron Man is more like kind of he's kind of like a flight simulator, but he's more of a ranged character. He's he's like that Anthem game. I haven't played Anthem. So I mean, but you know the gist of it, right? It's pretty much like you're flying around in an exosuit the yeah. entire game. Okay, well then, yeah, that's um, exactly uh, what it's like. The Hulk is your just like destroy everything. Like just walking around, you'll destroy parts of, of the video game. Miss um, Marvel, she's also kind of ranged. She's got the stretchy arms and and all that. She's probably my least favorite to play as, honestly. But I can see it. But um, so. The way it works is you do like a, they have a couple story missions that you get to do, and then you kind of go into the open world uh, war. What do they call them? They call them war zones, I believe. Um, war zones, yeah. Yeah, you go into the war zones, and so in the first mission, you get to play as all of the Avengers, the main ones, not minus Miss Marvel. So you get that. Then afterwards, you're Hulk and Miss Marvel for the the rest of the main missions, which is only like two more. But it feels like the majority of the game you're Hulk and Miss Marvel. Um, afterwards, okay. when you get to the war zones, you unlock Iron Man and Black Widow, so you get to play as those four. You get to choose between those four who you want to play as. Um, which I was a little upset because I wanted I wanted to play as more more Thor, more Cap, which you only get one little bit of the opening mission is them. So, so, quick question. Yeah. Is it that is the opening mission like that A Day mission that they've it been is. showing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you get to play as the trailer and the gotcha. Three. That's what the opening mission is. Cool. So um, then with the co-op, can you only use uh, like a specific character? Like Cap and Thor are not in the co-op, are they? See, okay, so I don't think you can co-op the main mission um, that you do at the beginning. You can only start the co-op with the, the War Zones, which, mm-hmm. you yes, so you'll only be able to choose Hulk, Miss Marvel, Black Widow, or Iron Man. Okay, another question. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite so far? Who is my favorite? Do you have a Do you have a main? Um, I don't. I wouldn't say I have a main just yet, but I really enjoy Iron Man, and I think I'm gonna. I would enjoy Thor just because of like throwing Mjolnir and yep. then still brawling and then calling it back and then it hitting everything in its path coming back to you. I think that can be very like fun to play around with. But like I said, you only get to play as him for maybe five minutes, if that. Right, just to taste. Yeah, and same with Cap. Like he has his special where he can you target all the enemies around you, throw the shield, it hits them all, comes back to you. I think that's pretty cool. But again, you only get to play with him for like five minutes. Um, Yeah, and I've um. I would say Iron Man would be my main. Okay. Or the Hulk. Yeah, I've seen. 
I gotcha. I've seen a fair amount of like the walkthrough videos that came out before the the beta. Um, there's there's a specific mission where you play as Thor, and there's like 15 minutes of just like combat with Thor. Um, it seems really versatile. Like he's got a lot of different things that he can do: ranged, uh, close combat. Like his special moves look really dope. Um, yeah, I'm excited to play as Thor. Cap looks really cool too. So I've been hearing really good things about Black Widow too. Yeah, she's 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 surprising. I thought she might be like one of the weaker links, just because you know she's not super powered, but. She's right. actually really fun. Her special ability, she can make herself invisible, and she can grant that to the team as well, so she makes the team invisible for a, a limited amount of time. Pretty um, dope. Yeah, no, she's pretty cool. I was surprised, and um, I don't think this is a spoiler because it happens within the first, like, ten minutes of the game. Just let it rip, bro. Uh, you fight Taskmaster as Black Widow, which is pretty cool because he's supposed to be the big bad in the movie. And, yep. And Taskmaster, he's a, he's a pretty good villain. I, I don't have anything against him. Um, so it's it's pretty sweet. That's when you really get to see her. Like you get a lot of her more so than some of the other Avengers in that opening mission. But um, overall, well, I'm excited. I think it's solid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to get into it this this week later on. No, oh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear your thoughts. So that's just a little preview. We'll give you some like we'll give you a lot more next week once once plays played and once we've played together because I haven't gotten to co-op with anybody. Um. So that yeah, we'll do some co-op. Awesome. So, uh, moving from that to uh, another game, Ghost of Tsushima. Now, I tried really hard to get to Act 2 for you, um, but since Avengers was out, I was kind of playing a lot of that this weekend. But I, I think I'm decently far. I, I will tell you exactly where I am. Okay. I just rescued uh, her brother. and my next, Taka. Yes. My next goal is to go to him and get him to build me something to climb the wall. So, I think that's probably where... You know what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, you know what he's going to build you, right? Some claws or something? It's a grapple hook. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. So it allows you to, you know, scale stuff, swing from stuff, okay. swing overhead when you're in camps. Nice. Um, yeah, now that is a game I have been playing the living shit out of. Yeah, you are farther ahead than me, so I'll let you take the lead on Yes. Um, so I haven't, I haven't been, like, absolutely, like, just tearing through it. I am almost to the end of uh, Act 2. Uh, I did make the mistake of watching Leo, my roommate, play the the final mission in act two and god it, it was packed with some of the most infuriating spoilers that i've ever allowed myself to witness oh, in my life no. <laughs> um dude this story gets so heavy yeah. <laughs> like it really does um yeah yeah it, it gets really really heavy the story but other than that man that it's such an awesome game like it's it's beautiful it just looks awesome yeah um it's maybe got the best combat you know of, of any video game i've played before um, the, the like gear system is really cool. The exploration system is really cool. Mm -hmm. Like I love the wind mechanic to yeah, kind of like, nice. yeah, yeah. That lets you navigate. Um, low and HUD. the story, what's up? I said low HUD. Um, I mean, no HUD unless you like are in combat. Yeah. It's um, the photo mode is really cool. We've been taking a bunch of screenshots, like a bunch of really dope ass shots. Um, yeah, overall, like my favorite game that I've played in a long time, probably since Spider-Man. I will. Uh, as I was playing this weekend, I was thinking, I was like, "This is what Assassin's Creed wishes it were." I, dude, I've made that comment so many times because, like, obviously, I'm a big Assassin's Creed guy, and um, yeah, and like the first day playing the game, I told Leo, I was like, "Yeah, so this, like, this is more Assassin's Creed than Assassin's Creed right now." Right. And 
And because of this game, now Assassin's Creed can't go to feudal Japan like everybody has been wanting them to. Like, they just can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's just going to be this. They've already done it, and they've probably done yep. it better than what you're going to do it. So Right, right. Didn't They did have Japan in one of those, like, mobile games, didn't they? Or China. It? China, oh, okay. That's what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they haven't they haven't gone to Japan yet, but that's like probably the number one like fan location, you know, for the game. Everybody wants to see Assassin's Creed in Japan. Mm-hmm. They want ninjas and samurai. You know but what, like, here we have Ghost of What's that? Grand Theft Auto. That could be pretty cool. We do have those Yakuza games though that are pretty much like that. No, I haven't played them, but yeah, I I, I they seem like it, but I didn't. Yeah, it just kind of seems like Japanese GTA to me. Um, I was going to say something and then I lost my thought. You, you have that ever happened to you? I mean, as a human, yeah, I've had that happen a couple times in my life. Has it happened to you today, though? <laughs> um, probably. I mean, I talk to people on the phone for a living, so... So you always know exactly what you're going to say? Right, right. I mean, gift to gap, you know what it is. Oh, jealousy, right here, all over my face. So what are your thoughts on the game? My thoughts on the game are it is spectacular. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm really into movies. I love watching movies. I like world building. Um, and the world that I've seen built so far is great. I love the open world concept of it where I can do the main missions. I've got these side um, peasants. I'm, I'm not being an asshole. They, they, they call them peasants in the game. Um, I've got these peasants that I can help if I, if I feel willing to do so. And... and I can sit on a horse and play my flute if I just want to chill. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. You can write a haiku. Yes, writing the haiku. Oh, my God. <laughs> writing the haikus. I didn't get it at first I was because I was, like, looking around, and I was like, oh, just pressing X. I was like, oh, wait, I'm making the haiku right now, and I, I kind of wish I would have paid more attention on my first haiku, but I've yep. got it around now. Um, and the, the haiku that you actually make, you know, each haiku gives you a headband, and the haiku that you make, it stays in the description of the headband. Like whenever you go into your gear, your inventory screen. Uh-huh. Wow, I did not know that. That's just a detail that doesn't really mean anything. We should we should bring our haikus next week and, and just read them to each other. <laughs> I'll play some music. I'll get some read uh, them. Essential oils going. Yeah, we need to have we need to have like some actual like some of that soothing flute music playing in the background. I wanna I need like wind noises too, okay. like maybe some trickling water. I can make it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I really am excited to try out, which I didn't want to do on my first playthrough, is the Kurosawa mode, where it makes it black and white and kind of grainy. Yeah, um, so that's what I'll do on my second playthrough. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Or at least if there's like still side missions I have to do after I finish the main story, um, I'll turn it on on those. But I wanted to just play through. I know you're using the English dialogue, and I'm using the Japanese dialogue. Have you listened to any of the Japanese? I have, yeah. So everybody says that the Japanese dialogue is like so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've heard, one of the main comments I've heard is that like the English like voice acting isn't great in general. Sure, yeah. Like it could be better just on its own. Mm-hmm. So from what I heard, I did I did prefer the Japanese dialogue. Um, sometimes I don't like looking at the screen. I like one hundred percent of the time, though. That's so. Yeah, I just want to breeze through this first one, and then second time around, I'll do it real. So question, everybody, or most everybody, thinks that the English act, uh, voice acting is weak. 
do you think they focused on the Japanese voice actors because they thought that's what most people would try to do to experience? Because they're, they're building an experience, essentially, with, like, no HUD and all this. Like, they want this to be very cinematic. So do you think mm-hmm. they focused on the Japanese voice actors more? Or do you think that because it's a Japanese story, the Japanese voice actors just bring more to it because it's kind of, like, their culture and their history? Dude, whenever you ask me these these questions, I feel like I always end up in the middle. Like, I do think it's a little bit of both for this. <laughs> I'm gonna make a t-shirt I think, and it's going to say mm, a little bit of both. Yeah, I'm going to go with both. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the Japanese voice actors probably are able to get into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably able to feel it a little bit more. Um, another thing, another thing I noticed at one point, literally one of the peasants at one point just sounded like he was from America, like absolutely no Japanese accent whatsoever. <laughs> It's like they just pick some random white guy and they're like, here, like just say these lines for this random side mission. It's possible. <laughs> so that's like, that's something you can pick up on and be like, ah, that Amer- that English voice acting sucks. Yeah. Well, um, let us know what you guys are doing. If you're playing Ghost of Tsushima, I want to know if you're uh, using the Japanese dialogue or the English dialogue. There's no judgment or anything. I'm just curious. I want to know. We do judge pretty hard here. We don't want to tell them that up front though we got to get them to give us something to judge first i'm kidding i'm kidding this is a judgment free zone i mean look it's us like we're two dweebs yes two dweebs i referred to myself as a blurred earlier a black nerd so yeah i heard that the, but i'm your friendly neighborhood blurred so i i heard that too <laughs> and you're invincible like i'm friendly and neighborhoodly and you're invincible no no i really appreciated that like i like the dynamic there <laughs> <laughs> okay um, um, one question for you. What, what like armor sets have you been using as, cause like, I don't know which ones you have yet, but you probably have a couple that you've been switching back and forth, uh, between for different like purposes, right? Yes. And a little bit of both. Um, oh, wow. I've, it I've, sounds really good coming from the other side. Doesn't it? <laughs> I, whenever I get a new armor set, I will immediately put it on. So, like, in that mission where you get that lady's son's armor, I wore that for a while. But mm-hmm. then right after, or not right after, but a little bit after that, I rescued the Straw Hat Ronin. And he gives you a um, another costume. And so then I put that on. And mm-hmm. just because I want to kind of match. Like, so when you're doing that Straw Hat mission, you're with all the Straw Hats. So I didn't want right. to stand out. I wanted to, like, kind of look. Because I'm, I'm kind of making the movie quotes here. I'm making the movie as well. So I was like, okay, I'll dress like them. So I wore that. And um, that's also what I wore when I rescued Taka. So that's what I'm wearing right now. Um, I don't know if I'm going to change. I, that um, The Traveler's clothes, I use that sometimes to find artifacts. But Well, so the Traveler's, you're supposed to use it whenever you're not in combat, essentially. If you're traveling, I guess, I mean, that's self-explanatory. <laughs> um, if, you're, if you're exploring anything, if you're uncovering, like, new territory, you know, un, unfogging parts of the map, like, you're supposed to have that on because uh, it clears more fog than the other ones. I will say then, excuse me, I, I was burping, I had a great dinner tonight. Um, I will say, if that's the case, like, if I'm supposed to be switching back and forth a lot, I wish there was a faster mechanic as opposed to going through the menu. Maybe, like, I w- a, so a directional button or something loadouts like different loadouts and things like that because like you're you're switching your uh your armor you're switching your like helmet or your headband then you're putting a mask on too and it's like 
Right, right. And there, like, there are specific armor sets that you're supposed to use when you're in combat. Like, they up your uh, HP and like your damage and things like that. And then there's the travelers, which has no no benefits for combat, but you're supposed to wear it when you're exploring. Yeah, because it, um, it has benefits while exploring. Right. Those are the only benefits that it has. But uh, but yeah, I really I really like the gear system in this game, and and it's cool how they give you these items as rewards for for quests. Like sometimes you'll start a quest, and they'll give you like this really dope like new armor set at the very beginning of it, mm -hmm. and then you wear it through the quest. Yeah, uh, that reminded me of something. Going back to Marvel real quick, one of the things I was not a fan of. Um, so you kind of have these, you get gear throughout the game that's supposed to um, boost you, boost certain attributes, and, and but it's just cosmetic. It's not cosmetic. It's, I would, I would. Oh, like oh, sorry, my bad. It's not cosmetic. Yes, I would like. <laughs> that's what I. Cosmetic. That's what I meant to say. Yes, I. I yeah, I, yeah. I figured, but yes, I would like it to be cosmetic. But it's just like I'm boosting this, which is great for in the game. But like, give me a little something, make me look a little cooler, you know. But it's separate gear pieces, like for your like arms and your legs and your like chest and stuff, right? It is, yes. So I, I guess it could get Hulk's bones, like. I'm not gonna see that. Like that's how they do it for Hulk. It's like, oh, this tibia is gonna be titanium. Oh, that's or some that's shit. interesting. Yeah, like with Iron Man, like one of them is the arc reactor, and then the chest piece, and then the the wrist rocket shit. But like, again, it's not cosmetic. It's just there. So they, I mean, they want it to be like. Have you played The Witcher? So in The Witcher, you basically have to put on like whatever gear like you pick up as you go along, and you end up with some pretty stupid outfits because of it. You just want to wear the best stuff, and it doesn't match. Sure. Um, I guess they just want you to be wearing like the outfits from the comics and the movies and things like that, and then the rest of it is just underneath. I guess. Which I mean, I guess I, I guess I can, yeah, I guess I can get behind it if they're giving me a lot of these like extra outfits. Right. Which in in the um, beta you have a few. Like I bought an Iron Man outfit, but. Again, that's going to cost um, credits. I don't remember what they call it, but I'm, am I going to have to pay like 20 bucks for these credits, like in, like, say, Call of Duty, or am I going to be able to actually earn them throughout the game? You know? Well, again, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know that they're going to be selling, um, they're going to be selling cosmetics as like the microtransactions or whatever, but you're going to be unlocking them in the game too. Cool. I mean, I guess yep. I can get behind it. But again, I understand, like, not wanting to look stupid and, like, wanting it all to match. But, I mean, in Justice, you can kind of do that, and it changes cosmetically. And I did not mind that some stuff didn't match. I would make it look pretty cohesive, you know what I mean? But Yeah, well, they have, like, the, the color shaders and things like that to make them all at least the same color. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of my gripes. It's a great game. I, I've enjoyed it so far. Just, you know, it, nothing's perfect. Hey, I played the shit out of Injustice, too. I'm a big fan of that gear system. Yeah, no, it's... it's it's pretty good. It's not that Dude, bad. some of these Batman loadouts that I have right now are just ridiculous. I'll look at them later. Speaking of well, Batman... Well, it's not up to you, buddy. ...and DC, I guess, in general, Rocksteady confirms that they have a Suicide game coming out. What do you think about that? Yes, they do. Suicide Squad. So that should be pretty, that should be pretty interesting. I know that they're working on a Batman game, too. Um, for those so who, let me. Uh, Rocksteady has done all of the Arkham games except for Origins, which I don't remember who did that, but it doesn't really matter. Cause it was Warner Brothers Montreal, which is making the new Batman game right now. Well, there we go. Yep. Um, so yeah, Rocksteady's done all the Arkham games. All the Arkham games, classics. They're great. They're, they're like they've pushed the the superhero video game uh, movement forward. I guess. Not not just superhero games either. Um, those those Arkham games are 
the game that kind of like like pioneered the like action-based combat games that we have today with like counter systems and combo systems and things like that like Assassin's Creed I want to say it was Assassin's Creed 2 or 3 mm-hmm. the the creative director said specifically to the developers told them specifically to make the combat system like Arkham like as close as they could so so then that's when the Assassin's Creed games became okay just sit around and then press a button to counter somebody and then like string together combos um, and then like Shadow of Mordor and things like that like pulled pulled directly from it and I want to say that Shadow of Mordor is a Warner Brothers game too I could be wrong about that possibly Play dropping knowledge over here. I'll look it up. I I did say that I could be wrong about that, and I might be totally wrong, well, but I just whatever. The knowledge you were dropping in general. Yeah, yeah. So, Do Arkham, Batman, Batman, Arkham Asylum. Oh, Monolith. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. These Batman games they paved the way for a lot of games after them. Um, Spider Man too. Like they yes, they. Yes. The dev. So the devs on Spider Man they definitely credit Batman Arkham for inspiration on, on that combat system too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I assume suicide squad is going to be pushing more boundaries. Cause I mean, they, they did that with each, each game. It's not like they just sat on their laurels. Yeah. So do we know anything about the suicide squad game yet? Other than the fact that Superman will be involved. I'll tell you everything that I know, which yes, that was one of my notes, Superman with a bullseyes on the poster. And it might not just be Superman. So one potential URL hit hints at uh, the team going after more than just Superman. They've registered a domain, and it's called SuicideSquadKillTheJusticeLeague.com. Now, I went to this website, and nothing, nothing comes up. So they haven't put anything on it yet, but they have registered right. it, so they're planning on it. Right. That's a, that's a nice little tidbit there. Yeah. Uh, okay. You can think. I think I got that from Reddit. Think Reddit. I love Reddit. Feels like a Reddit thing for sure. Oh yeah. Anytime, anytime I'm anything where I'm not actually busy, yeah, like sure. Reddit's good. Reddit is Everything's great. on Reddit. We love Reddit. Big Reddit. We Reddit. Yeah, we couldn't do without your Reddit. We read it on Reddit. Um, but yeah, so I so, thought that was interesting. Um, we're getting potentially the entire Justice League, or at least like probably the main seven or four. How do you, how do you even implement? A character like Superman in a video game in any facet. Well, you're a big Injustice too, guy. How'd they do it? Well, okay. In Injustice, we have Harley Quinn fighting Superman. And yeah. if you're a better fighter, you can win. Yeah. <laughs> like, Injustice is different. It's two people in a 2D arena just, like, punching each other. Sure. Um, in, like, I can imagine that this is going to be an open-world game, this Suicide Squad game. I hope so. Just like the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Um so like a character like Superman with super speed and like super strength and he's basically invincible. I, I don't know. I don't know. And like the Flash. I don't know. Super speed argument though. What game have you played where they actually implement Superman's super speed? I feel like I never see it in a game. What what open world game have you played with Superman? Uh, Superman for the Nintendo sixty four. Oh shit! Wow. Well, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> and I also played that Superman uh, game. I think it was the PlayStation Two when Superman Returns came out. That was yep. That they was made a game for the movie. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But like Flash and things like that. I I just we just have to see more, and we are going to see more next week at that DC Fandom thing, right? Yes. Um, when is that? This weekend or next weekend? I think it's the twenty second. Okay. So um, it would be not this upcoming Saturday, but the one after that. 
I believe. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to watch it. I'm sure there's gonna be not just like suicide squad, but like there's gonna be tons of news coming out of there. So. Oh yeah. Um, supposedly we're gonna hear about the new um, Batman game too. In that. I I hope so. This would be the place to drop it, but I mean, people have been saying we're gonna hear stuff about it for like ever. Forever, like these Arkham fans are are like pretty much. I don't know. They've pretty much given up on hearing anything at this point until very recently when it was like confirmed. Um, but for the past like, and you'll see, you'll see exactly. Exactly, and I'm on, and I'm part of that. And pretty much, it's just it's just memes about how Rocksteady is just like stringing everybody along for years and years and right. years. Right. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Suicide Squad? I'm I'm curious who what squad they use or what characters from the squad they use. The bullseye on Superman makes me think that we're at least gonna get Deadshot. Clearly, we're we're probably gonna get Harley. She's like a big thing right now. It would be it would be incredibly surprising if Harley Quinn was not involved in some form or another. Right. So, who else do we think we're getting? Okay, so we gotta have some people in here who can actually go toe to toe with Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, Enchantress is probably gonna be involved because she's like one of the strongest members to to like be a part of the squad and she can probably take on Superman. I don't know. Some way. Sure. Um, I don't know. Magic is one of his weaknesses. And so, right, right. One of his actually several weaknesses. What are are the other ones besides kryptonite and magic? Red sunlight. Ah, yes. Yes. Can't forget that. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it it drive him crazy, right? Um, so that, uh, I don't think so. I think it just weakens him. Okay. Yeah. Because they keep them in uh, in the Injustice games, they keep them in a red, like a red sunlight prison. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like sitting there. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, he actually has he actually has a villain that is just like a red star. It's like a living red star that like Lex Luthor will like will, like make a deal with here and there and bring to Earth to fuck Superman up. What a little bitch. He's like, I'm not doing anything. Yep. I'm just gonna chill right here, but you're not gonna be able to use any of your powers. Yep. Exactly. Um, okay, um, real quick before we move on, um, your Clay's ideal Suicide Squad story. We know it's going to involve the Justice League. We know it's the Suicide Squad. What's the story mm-hmm. that you you would tell? What, just like in a couple sentences. Yeah. So, so I think it it's going to have to be something where like maybe the world is is against like the good guys. Like maybe it's maybe it's an it could be an injustice scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt that though because it's going to be separate. Um, it might be like an Avengers thing where, you know, superheroes get outlawed or something like that. And then there's this like covert team, which would be the Suicide Squad set up by Amanda Waller or whoever um, to kind of like keep them in check, take them down if need be. Um, I would love for there to be a mechanic in this game where you can like be bad, like damage shit, mm-hmm. kill people. You got to imagine um, they're villains. Right. Right. So I, I, I want there to be some sort of mechanic where you can just be a villain. I like um, yeah. And I, I hope it's not super black and white where they just turn the Justice League into like, like just like regular villains. Yeah. Yeah, that would be boring. What about you? Any ideas? Um, you, you were pretty good. Um, I like your, your idea. Thank you, man. Yeah. I like your idea about like being bad. I, like maybe like a bad meter or so. Or one of those kind of um, uh, mechanics where, depending on how you're acting, if you're acting like a good guy or a bad guy. Like an honor system? Yeah, it'll change like story elements or how people react to you, maybe. 
So I was actually hoping that Ghost of Tsushima would have something like that. I thought like it was. Like Ghost or Samurai. Yeah, I thought it was, but apparently not. But I mean, it does it does influence the weather. Did I send you that? Yeah, 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 you did. And I actually, for the record, had already heard that before you did. Just bullet to the heart. I'm sorry, man. I had to do it to you. Oh, uh, that's fine. <laughs> you know the... Um the animated the DC animated movie came out a few years ago but it's the suicide squad assault on arkham yes i really like that movie so i wasn't a fan of it interesting well i was going to say yeah. i would like a story similar to that but maybe the justice league are not kind of you know what I mean? so this is rock steady i'm just hoping that batman has like a very solid role in this game you you would think he would they've got all the fucking batman assets from all the Arkham games and shit. Right. Um, but yeah. Moving from video games to movies, Mulan is coming to Disney Plus September 4th for $30. And with that $30, you will get to keep it for as long as you have Disney Plus. I will not be buying. Clay, how about you? I will also not be buying. <laughs> um, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the Mulan cartoon. I liked. Yeah, it's great. I liked the balance of bet- between serious and, and comedic, which Disney mm-hmm. does often. They do it well, and I also like the idea of this Mulan being more uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon esque. You know, more more serious, mm-hmm. more uh, culturally accurate. Um, but I just don't think I want to spend thirty dollars on it. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and and the whole crouching tiger, hidden dragon like aspect to it, that's cool. You know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. But it's been done a million times and I feel like we're gonna lose a lot of like the heart, the humor, a lot of what made the cartoon so good mm-hmm. in this process. Like Mushu does not exist in this movie. Nope. So uh no Mushu, no clay spending thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if Mushu was there it could be a different story. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't... I honestly... Okay, confession time. I have not oh, wow. seen any of the Disney live remi- Oh, no, I lied. I lied to you. I'm you sorry. lied? I saw Aladdin, but that's the only one. Okay, so... <laughs> so I've seen Aladdin, <laughs> and uh, I, it's the worst one. Like, hands down. <laughs> that movie sucks. Well, <laughs> it feels know. like a... It just feels like uh, like a cheesy musical. Sure, I, I get that. And I didn't even... Like, I didn't plan on watching Aladdin. It was just, like, one night I was bored, and it was, like, on whatever it was on. And I was like, boom, Aladdin. But, like, yeah, like, I feel like The Jungle Book was the first one, and that's apparently the best one. Haven't seen mm-hmm. it. Haven't seen any of the other ones. But I just don't... It's because I liked the cartoons as a kid. I don't want to... I don't need to, I've already seen these stories. I don't need to yep. see them again in live action. Yep. Which is, which is why a lot of people, every time they announce another one, a lot of people are like, why? Like, we've already seen this. Like, this is Disney being so damn lazy right now. Right. Like, and it's just I, a cash grab. I hear people saying, and I, get, I think you just answered what I'm about to say. I hear people saying that. Um, so why do they continue to make them? And it's because people keep going to see them. even though Money, 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 say, money. We don't want it. We, somehow people still go see it. And no, I, no, you're still going to take your kids to go see that's what it. That's I was going to say. I if you, kids, yeah. If you saw, I mean, there's a good there's a good chance that if you were a big fan of these movies as a kid, whether you like the principle of them make, like remaking them or not, you're probably still going to go see it unless you're Caleb. Um, 
Like I saw Lion King in theaters. I saw Jungle Book in theaters. Lion King is and my favorite Disney movie. Like the cartoon. Lion King is my. Seen. Lion King is my favorite Disney movie too, and I would recommend maybe just not watching the new one because it's not great. Right, and I like I like Donald Glover. I like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes Beyonce. Hell, they even brought yep. James Earl Jones back, the original Mufasa, because he can't be replaced. And but they didn't bring Jeremy Irons back. Yeah. To play Scar, which that guy's still alive and kicking, and still has an awesome voice. Well, so is Matthew Broderick, but they still put in Donald. Glover. Right. Um, right. But they also took out "Be Prepared." They made it not a song so yeah yep. why um i will say there there is a um what it there's a hilarious um timon and pumbaa song what's one of their songs Akumata. for some reason i don't know it's the one where they're um yes dude it's hilarious in this movie it's like kind of a different spin on it it's actually really funny it's timon funny. and pumbaa i will say are the best parts of the movie to me timon and pumbaa they don't miss. A lot of that movie misses, but Timon and Pumbaa do not miss. Okay. I might watch it mm-hmm. one day in the future. I do highly recommend Jungle Book, though. Like, watch Jungle Book. That's John Favreau. Yep. Well, so is Lion King. Is it really? Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't get calling that movie live action because they're not real lions. I think the environments are real. A word? They just like film empty landscape and put some CGI lines in there? Do you remember that movie Dinosaur back in the day? I want to say it was a Disney movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the Iguanodongs. Yeah, the, the lemurs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I guess, like maybe one of the first movies that they filmed in a real landscape and just CGI'd in a bunch of shit. I did not I remember that being like the big draw to that movie when it came out, and I loved that movie. What were they called? Like, Dig- Diglodons? That sounds like a. Iguanodons. Iguanodons. <laughs> Yeah, I was a big dinosaur guy as a kid, so don't test me on dinosaur knowledge. Oh, I will. I would never. I wouldn't dream of it. Or do test me. Pterodactyl. Make the noise. There you go. Make the noise. There it is. There it is. We, that's that's what a pterodactyl sounded like back in the day. You have your spoiler button. I just have a pterodactyl button here. It's my plot hole button, man. Oh yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of plot holes, this is not really a plot hole. I just didn't have a segue for this <laughs> <laughs> that, that works i'm i'm like on the edge of my seat to see what comes after it <laughs> uh, we got a picture of uh zach snyder's steppenwolf from justice league from the, the snyder cut that's coming um, we do we haven't talked about the snyder cut at all after zach snyder had to step down but there's been a call ever since to release the snyder cut we know we're getting it on hbo max and a couple days ago he released his steppenwolf who was kind of the big bad at the end um and I gotta say, he looks a lot more demonic, a lot more monstrous, less humanoid than um, Whedon's. What did, you, what did you think? Um, I think they both look like shit, honestly. <laughs> like, well, okay, I, <laughs> to be fair, to the Snyder Cut version, it's kind of fucking blurry. We can't really. Right, but we have seen this design before in the uh, post-credit scene in Batman versus Superman. Ooh, I need to go at the back. very. I don't yeah, so, okay, so Lex Luthor, you know, at the end of the movie, he goes into that Kryptonian ship. He takes General Zod's body, turns him into Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Um, did, does that ring a bell? Yeah, I remember the end of the movie. Okay, like so... Doomsday kind of, whatever, keep going. They, yeah, they shoehorn Doomsday in for no reason. Um, but he learned a lot of knowledge, like Kryptonian knowledge, while he was in the ship. Mm-hmm. And they hint at it that he, like, put a call out, like, to Dark Side, to Apocalypse... 
like to the planet Apocalypse where Dark Side rules, mm-hmm. to like basically come to Earth and kill Superman or something maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show him there's a bunch of cops. You know, he gets caught at the end and thrown in jail. There's a bunch of cops at the end of the movie. They come in with guns trained on him, and he's standing in that like pool in the ship, mm-hmm. and there's like this hologram of supposedly Steppenwolf um, holding like the mother boxes. And he just looks like this big generic spiky gray CGI monster. Hmm. And it's, it's very similar to the design that he just put out this week. Sounds stupid. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just not a fan of the generic CGI spiky monsters. And now we've seen like three in a row in these DC movies. Like they had doomsday, they had um, Steppenwolf, which looks a lot like doomsday they had Ares, who looks a lot like Steppenwolf with his armor that he put on at the end of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm kind of sick of it, and I don't know why. I've seen some people like, oh, like Joss, or the Joss Whedon version sucked. Uh, the design for Steppenwolf sucked. You know, this, this, and that, which I think so. I, like, I agree. But then <laughs> those people are like, I can't wait to see Zack Snyder's design. Like, he looks so much better in Batman versus Superman. But, like, he, he was just this monster. He even roared like, like Doomsday. And in the comics, like, he kind of just looks like a guy with a helmet. Yeah. You know, know already from our discussions off-air that I'm out on the DCEU. I just... I really yeah, I'm... Anymore. Right, it's, it's hard to give a shit when they've been, they've been, like, putting out dud after dud. They have put out a couple decent movies recently, but that's only since they kind of split up the universe and started going for more, like singular movies by themselves right which is what they should have done at the beginning but i've to start yeah Um, they just wanted to catch up to marvel as soon as they could and it made everything go to shit yeah and i don't even know why they thought they needed to play catch up i mean obviously they had a few years on them but it's not like people were not going to go see those movies they didn't need a justice league movie like in the next three years which is essentially what we got yep yeah, and, and I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy, just like in general, um, not necessarily with these movies, mm-hmm. but like obviously you can't really beat the Marvel movies. Like the MCU is is almost flawless in how they set it up. Yeah. I mean, leading up to Endgame and like, it, I, don't, I don't know, it just like went according to plan. Everything worked, worked out really, really well. A bunch of great characters, a bunch of great movies. Um, and then And then on the DC side, it's like, I've been waiting for a Justice League movie like my entire life. Yeah. And this is the bullshit that you give me. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like they turn Batman into this like grinning, like quipping, like, I don't, I don't know. No, it, they ruined sorry. Batman. No, I know. Man. What did you say when he, he got knocked down in that park area? So it was when they were fighting like evil Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Superman picks him up and he's like, oh, I recognize you from before I died. <laughs> and he says, tell me. Um, do you bleed? You know that line that Batman said to him in Batman vs. Superman? It's like, tell me, Batman, do you fucking bleed? And then he just throws him. Right. And then Batman, at the end of the scene when the fight's over, Lois Lane comes up to Superman and like snaps him back to reality. And then the, it cuts to Batman. He's laying on the ground and he's like, oh yeah, something's definitely bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something you would never hear. Dude, and then, and then there's this, um, whenever Superman comes back at the end to help them like, fight the final battle mm-hmm. um he shows up in batman and superman's like uh i thought you didn't like me to batman or something and batman's like well i don't not it's like what 
he's like stumbling over his words. It's like, why would, why would Batman act like this? Yeah. And he has this huge grin on his face when Superman flies in. It's like, nah, it's not Batman. Especially, especially juxtaposed against what he was in Batman versus Superman. This just like dark, like murderous beast, essentially. Um, yeah, so that that's that's why I'm looking forward to the Snyder Cut. At least we can get a more real Justice League movie. I'm still not big on some of the ideas that Zack Snyder has. He has a lot of very random ideas where he just wants to kind of switch stuff up. Like like the Robin that had died, you know, there's there's that Robin suit in the Batcave in Batman versus Superman. It's got like ha 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 on it. Like it very much implies the whole death in the family, like Joker killing Robin yep. for him to then become Red Hood. Yep. Zack Snyder's idea was that that was Dick Grayson. Yeah, I heard that. I did not like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, why? So that means no Nightwing. Nope. I don't know. It's, it's just random. Like random ideas like that. And like making Steppenwolf look like this, like, inhuman spiky monster it's like it just seems like a random idea just start the whole thing over but i know that's not gonna happen so hey we'll see how it plays out you seen any of the new uh jurassic park movies also known as jurassic world yeah i have and i'm actually a fan especially the first jurassic world yeah they're pretty good and you yeah. know uh what i'm about to talk about now i do know what you're about to talk about now yeah laura dern and sam <laughs> the ogs yeah, they're coming back. Um, Laura Dern put a picture on her Instagram of their chairs, so we know they're coming. Sorry, we know they're coming back into uh, Jurassic World, and uh, I'm curious to see their role. It's it's interesting to to meld the old and the new. We don't really get to see that often with reboots, um, mm-hmm. so it, it's kind of exciting. Although we did have Jeff Goldblum in the uh, the most recent one. Kind of the trailer. Small made, role. Yeah, the trailer made it look like he was going to be a bigger part of it than what he was. But yes, you are correct. Do we know anything about Jeff Goldblum coming back for this one? Uh, I have not seen anything. Do you know anything about the plot of this one? I also don't know anything about that. Okay, so, I mean, we do kind of know about the plot of it. Uh, you saw the last one, right? Right, right. So this, one, this one's going to pick up, like, a few years in the, like, a few years later, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And they, so at the end of the last one, they let out, like, I don't know, 20 dinosaurs or something. Mm-hmm. And... Supposedly, a few years later, the the Earth or the country is overrun with dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't really know how we're going to get to that point from the twenty dinosaurs they let loose, right. but uh, I really like the idea. I like the idea of America just being Dino Land, yeah. um, and they actually put out a uh, like a little clip. It was maybe a year ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was an official clip from the director, Colin Trevorrow, I believe. And uh, it showed this family in a campsite in this little like RV, and um, a fucking like Allosaurus or something comes into their campsite, and it's almost like a Walking Dead moment where like the beginning of the apocalypse, like the zombies, like people see zombies and they don't understand what the hell's going on, mm-hmm. and like it's this whole thing. It was kind of like that. It was like the first one of the first appearances of like dinosaurs like in a human setting, yeah. and. Um, it's his family. They basically have. It's like a five-minute thing. They just have to like, kind of get away from it. Hmm. Um, but it was it was a pretty like scary little clip that they put out to to kind of tease the plot of the movie. Do we have a title? Um, I think we do. For Forbidden, Forbidden Kingdom. Kingdom? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, okay. Jurassic World, Fallen World. Dominion. Is it? Uh, yes. It okay, so it's. One. 
So it's like the the dinosaurs' dominion now. Yeah. They they are the captain now. Okay. <laughs> Look at me. Um, I guess that could be interesting. I don't know. I don't know if how I feel about. It seems like post post apocalyptic without being post apocalyptic with an over overrunning of dinosaurs, which we've seen a lot of uh, in the past. I years. think I think it'll be a little bit like the Lost World, the second one. Okay, but in America. Well, there's a T Rex in San Francisco at the end of that movie. You're right, but it's just one T Rex, not a fucking two T Rexes, the baby too. Okay, I'm sorry, two T Rexes, <laughs> not the. Um, 20 times, however many times they mated, who they mated with. Equal. Those dinosaurs have to be so inbred. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, unless there's like, I don't know, like InGen is somehow still making dinosaurs in the background in America or something during that time. I don't know. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, Chris Pratt's in it, so I'm going to watch it and love it. I do like Chris Pratt. Irfan Khan, you know the actor? He was. Yep. He, he passed away. Yeah, he was, he was the... Um, he played the like InGen guy right, in Jurassic World, right? So are they, yeah. Are they gonna? I don't know. I was thinking. Dude, he he died in that movie. That's what. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. I couldn't remember, remember he wrecked the helicopter. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so that's Jurassic Park. Um, another. That's movie, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic World, excuse me, Dominion. Um, <laughs> the Devil All the Time. Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, Bill Skarsgård, Sebastian Stan. This is a fucking stacked cast. Absolutely. This is the A team. This is the Suicide Squad. Right. Um, for those of you who don't know, the movie's called The Devil All the Time, like I just said. And the little summary that we have so far is, in the 1960s after World War II in southern Ohio, bizarre, compelling, and mentally disturbed people suffer from the war's, war's psychological damages. They'll be released on September 16th on Netflix. And, I mean, I'm going to watch it cause, just because of who's in it. Yeah, it doesn't matter what they do with the plot. It doesn't matter about anything else. Yeah. Like, these are some of the best actors out right now. Like, Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, Bill Skarsgård, Sebastian Stan. Like, come on. Yeah. There's no... Yeah, I'm I'm watching it day of. September 16th, you know where to find me. On yeah. my couch. Yeah. Pretty, pretty interesting um, premise, too. It's, like, broken up between different, like, people in different areas, like, experiencing different things mm -hmm. along the same kind of, like, path, right? Right, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen a trailer. Don't think we have a trailer yet, but we have some set. No, we don't. And we have a poster. Yeah, it's interesting that it comes out so soon and we don't have a trailer. I was going to say that. Uh, you would think we would have a trailer by now. Wow, dude. It's like it's like our computers are transmitting some sort of ESP here. Yeah, through our headphones. It's, that's what it is. Or maybe we just have a special connection. Probably because we've known each other for so many years. Too long. Some would say. Not long enough, others might say. Those are your options. I guess yeah, a little just, bit of both, just, honestly. Just, just the right amount. Yeah, if yeah. If I you one day longer, that's too much. Not too hot, not too cold. <laughs> um, another trailer. Well, I guess we didn't see a trailer for The Devil all the time. But a trailer that we saw, Raised by Wolves. Um, this centers around two androids, father and mother, tasked with raising human children on a mysterious new planet after the Earth was destroyed by a great war. War. As the burgeoning colony of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. This comes out on September 3rd. It's Ridley Scott, who always puts out good shit, so... Always puts out wild shit. Well, yeah. And, and this, is, this is right in line with that. Yeah. Watch the trailer and prepare to not know what the fuck's going on, number one. And number two, be like, I gotta see this. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely got like Prometheus vibes. I feel like. Mm, yeah, I can see that. I didn't see Prometheus, but I've seen enough like trailers and footage and stuff to to get that vibe. What have you seen, bro? I've seen a lot of stuff. Some things too. You ever seen the Philadelphia Story? Uh, no, I haven't. Watch it. Captain okay. Hepburn. All right. That was a chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. Yes. <laughs> okay, good to go. Um, I did notice that Ragnar from Vikings is in the show, so that's exciting to me. As a villain, or is he the father? Like, you know what I'm about to say about Vikings. Just say it. it. I haven't seen. It. Oh, I did actually know that. That's what you were gonna say. <laughs> Um, so I have gone through Vikings recently and it is a hell of a show. Highly recommend. It has me super pumped for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's on my watch list. And yeah, and the dude that plays Ragnar is like a really, a really sick actor. Like he's kind of like a wild man. Um, he's playing kind of a similar role in this movie. Do you know who I'm talking about when I mention him? Like he's in the trailer. He seems like he's maybe the antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it looks interesting. And I like that we're getting this, uh, these androids are supposed to save the human race from these religious uh, differences, which it's it's kind of like juxtaposing, juxtaposition, juxtaposing. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, juxtaposition ozing. Yes, juxtaposition ozing, the like mm -hmm. very human idea of like a higher power, and then that causing human things, and then this higher power being like artificial intelligence, I guess, coming in to save. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's pretty much the plot of Prometheus. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, there are these like creators that created the human race, essentially. Oh, right. Um, Aren't there they are because Jesus was supposedly one of these creators. I believe so. Yeah. I believe that was the idea. You know, and like, then last time we sent one of the, our own to you, you guys killed him. Yep. And then um, yeah, and then there are androids that protect the humans as well like in that Fazbear, movie. Right? Yes, Michael. Michael? Wait, is what? his name Michael in the movie? Um, I don't think so. Kevin. We're going to call him Kevin. I think it's like George. Okay, George. Frank. Frederick. Mm, pretty sure it's Frankie. Ah, that's it. You got it. No, it's like Adam or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, but no, I'm, I'm stoked for it. September 3rd, I'll be watching that. And then September 16th, I'll be watching The Devil All the Time. But you know what else? Yeah. John Wick 5 confirmed. They're going to shoot four and five back to back. So just keep pumping these movies out. I'll keep watching them. I don't care. I do like, <laughs> I do like how it started with the first movie is just this guy trying to get revenge because they killed his dog. Mm -hmm. um, and now we've got this whole like assassin underground assassin world where they have their own currency. They've got their own like rules, persona non grata mm -hmm. over here. You know what I mean? It's, it's really excommunicado. Yeah. It's really morphed into something like wild, which I like it's world. awesome. Yeah, I like this world. Yeah, and they, they hinted at those things just like lightly across the first movie. Mm -hmm. And everyone after that was like, we want to see more of this world. Like, there's yeah. some interesting shit going on in the background here. It seems like there's some lore. Yeah. There's some history. So now every movie, they're just digging a little bit deeper into that. So it I seems know. like they've built a pretty solid world to just pull from. I know they gave like little hints here and there, but I wonder if they had it this fleshed out in the first movie and they knew that we were going to see it. You know what I mean? I think the only thing they knew is that they were eventually going to bring Lawrence Fishburne into the mix. What, what, what is it, the Bower King or something? What is it? Something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean... All they needed was... um, God, what is her name? I want to say Carrie Fisher, but that's not right. I know that's not right. Um, Trinity. 
Um, oh, I forget her name. Yeah, me too. Um, hmm. Anyway, if she, if they just need to bring her in the, well, did they kill Larry Fishburne? I kind of, okay, so I only died. saw, I only saw number three once. I remember John Wick on a motorcycle with a samurai sword, I want to say. I think yeah. he was on a horse at one point. Carrie Ann Moss, that's her name. Um, okay. Hey, you were close. I was. I knew it was Carrie, but I couldn't think of it. Mm -hmm. But I, th I want to say Lawrence Fishburne dies in those movies. I was thinking Underwood. Carrie Underwood? Mm -hmm. I could see her playing that role. I, ca I can't. I can't actually see that. I, I just want to see her in general. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm excited. I like more John Wick. Keanu's great in it. Um, yep. I like watching his training videos. Keanu is so hot right now. The Keanu Sans. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the original Bill and Ted's, but I think I'm gonna watch them before I. I have seen the original Bill and Ted's. I am looking forward to this new one. Which one's first, excellent or bizarre? I forget. Does it They're matter? so old. I haven't watched them recently. Well, I need to watch them. But yeah, that's great. I love Keanu. He's a, really, yeah. he's a really nice guy. He's very humble. Oh, yeah. And, like, he... There are so many stories out there of him doing, like, nice guy stuff for people, yeah. too. Nothing specifically is coming to mind, but I I remember hearing about this stuff, like, pretty consistently. And you never really hear anything bad about him. I want to say he, like, rides the subway or something. Probably. Uh, that, that would not surprise me in the least. Just as a detail. And he, like, gives up his seat when he sees anybody else get on the subway. Anybody else. Well, mostly dogs. You know how he is with dogs. He is. He's very protective. Yeah. And he's going to be in Cyberpunk, which is yes. only because it's just a direct product of how popular he is right now. I'm excited for that game, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, you and everyone else, sure. including me. The whole world. Yep. Um, all right. But we are here to talk about the Umbrella Academy Season 2. We are. Now, I told you I had read the comics. Mm -hmm. Except for the third one. Mm -hmm. And I went back after the season was done and I reread the second one and I bought the third one and I read that. And my memories or whatever I said was right. It's totally different. Okay. You asked me some questions before that I couldn't remember. So if you remember, ask me again and I'll let you know. Um, okay. I don't remember what I asked you. It's all right. <laughs> that was like a whole week ago. I know. Um, okay. So I'm interested in, and this is, we're going all the way to big spoiler territory for the very end of the show. I'm interested oh, yeah. in this. We're spoiling it. So if you have not, oh, yeah. it, I will put a timestamp in and you can fast forward to wherever the timestamp is when we're done talking about it and you can come back and listen once you've watched. This is big time spoilies coming right at you. Um, so I'm interested in the Sparrow Academy. I'm assuming that's a thing in the comics. Okay, so if you would have asked me before I bought the third one, I would have said, no, there's no Sparrow Academy. But mm -hmm. they do make an appearance at the very end of the third book. So okay. we know nothing. Like, I have no extra knowledge because I've read the comic. Mm -hmm. I don't okay. know that they actually exist. I will tell and you. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. I'll hang on to my question. I will tell you that Ben is not a part of the Sparrow Academy. That was my question. <laughs> um, the Sparrow Academy is not the product of them fucking up the time uh, continuum and okay. going back to where they came from. And they Are they rivals? Different. Um, because it, them going back in time into the 60s 
doesn't have any effect in on the future or their present because they don't spend as much time as they do in the 60s in the book as they do in the show if that makes gotcha. sense. gotcha did i say that properly you, you did um so um if you'll remember in season one klaus goes to vietnam falls in love yada 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 mm-hmm. um vietnam does happen in the second book that's when they go back to vietnam um they being klaus uh luther and diego they're all uh, fighting in Vietnam together. It's not just Klaus. He doesn't really fall in love. That's a subplot that they added for the show. Okay. Um, and then, so, spoilers for the comic or whatever, but the whole goal of the Dallas thing in the book is they're trying to stop number five's past self, because, you know, he goes back, he becomes a kid again. So they're t- stopping the older past number five. This gets very confusing. They're trying to stop him from stopping the assassination of Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, in the show. Well, they're not really stopping him in the show because he right. already made up his mind that he was going right. to go back in time. Similar to the show. Similar, yes. Um, Ish. So five teams up with, they're not called the commission, but we'll call them the commission. He teams up with the comic book version of the commission. Um, he says, I'll stop me from doing this. Um, they end up stopping him or whatever, but they still kill Kennedy. They have rumor, tell President, I heard a rumor that you're, I blew your mind or some shit, and then his head explodes. Um, so it was, so it's rumor? Yes. Interesting. Um, there's no civil rights storyline because, I mean, in the, in the comic, rumor's white. Everybody's white in the comics. Um, okay. So when was it made? When was it made? Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. I know. The could ju- I mean, it could just be a random happening. Yeah, I know the third book just came out like a year or two at the most ago because it wasn't out when I watched season one, but it was coming out. So yeah, gotcha. a year ago. Um, so this this comic series is very recent. It's pretty recent. Yeah, I wouldn't say any older than 2015. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, so it's very different. Um, like I told you before, the handler, she's not a character in the comic. Um, mm-hmm. The fish guy, he is the handler, essentially. Uh, okay. The scene where she eats him. Yes. That's actually Five who does that in the comic, which is okay. funny to Dope. See. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so they, they do the whole Kennedy thing. They go back, and so it's like kind of everything's back to normal-ish, I guess. Um, and then in the third book, you Vanya's off on her own thing, doing her own thing with Mom. Mom's still alive in the comics. Uh, okay. Mom is doing her own thing with mom. And she mom, was like an android, right? Mom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, while they're doing the Hotel Oblivion stuff, which I don't want to get too spoilery, spoilery about that, just in case they um, end up doing something with it. Um, hmm. But mom and okay. Vanya are doing their own thing. And mom takes Vanya to the Sparrow Academy. And so we see her, because she's like, I'm taking you to your family, blah, blah, blah. And so she takes him to the Sparrow Academy. And then at the end of the book, we see um, Luther. Well, the, they're, they're getting their ass kicked, uh, Luther and the rest of the Umbrella Academy. Then the Sparrow Academy comes in and helps him out, takes care of business. And then uh, Luther and another guy from the Sparrow Academy meet. And Luther's like, oh, thanks. Who are you? And he's like, I'm number one. And then the comic's over. Okay. So who's this number one guy? We don't know, man. Um it 
it seems like, but like, as I was saying, it seems like the TV show is going a completely different route with the Sparrow Academy than um, the comic does. They seem a little unsavory. The Sparrow, in the show? Yep. They seem like they could be, they could potentially be like at odds. Well, probably, but I think it's just because some strangers are in my house. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Right. It's true. I mean, Ben looked really mean. He, he did look kind of emo, but like kind of... Uh, well, he was, he had like a scar across his face. Toby like his hair was, his hair was long. Yeah, yeah. Except I can't really see this new emo Ben doing the finger guns and the, the pelvic thrust. <laughs> um, now dig on this. I can't see Ben saying that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But, um, okay, so I will tell you, the books and the show, very different. I've said it many times. I understand why they're different. Um, one is the books are really fucking weird. Like, there's no way you could sell that to a mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because not many people have heard of the comics before the show, right? Um, right. So they've... They've toned down the weirdness and grounded it as much as you can, a show about people with superpowers and talking chimpanzees, you know? It's still pretty damn weird. It is. Like, that shows, that shows off the wall as it is. Right. So I can imagine what the comic's like. Um, um, imagine, like, a thousand times weirder. Like, just wild shit. Like, it doesn't make any sense happening. There's a, there's a chimpanzee detective. Pogo's not the only chimp. Um, there's, like, a chimp okay. detective. Like, it's just crazy. Um, That's the craziest thing? No, 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 no. <laughs> that was just the first thing that came to my mind is he, this guy has an obsession with apes because they're just all over the place in the comics. Yeah. Um, okay. So I see why they've done it. They grounded it. Yes. And then they've also given each character a lot more to do because these, these comics are very quick. Most like people are doing their own subplot type deals, but they're doing it in groups so that everything converges quicker. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you're all seven, six of them, because Ben's kind of with um, Klaus, all six of them are like, right. doing their own thing. And it, it makes for more development. It makes for a better story. It makes for uh, more entertainment. You know what I mean? So I understand why they've done it, and I don't care that they've done it. Most things, I'll be like, oh, they changed so much. Why? Did-? This is not one of those things. I'm, I'm fine with all the changes they've made. Okay. Um, so what were, what were some of your like, favorite like, parts of season two? Like, what are a couple things that stood out to you? Um, I really like Klaus's cult and how he's really into it at the beginning, but then they're just annoying yep. as fuck. After that's 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 one of the things I was gonna bring up. <laughs> yeah, Klaus's cult is great. Um, I like. God, it's it's a really good like. I think it takes what we liked about the first season and builds upon it. Like we've we've already fallen in love with these characters. Now we get to see them develop a little bit. I like. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. Uh, you asked what I liked, but I'm telling you what I didn't like. I didn't, That's fine too, man. I didn't like Ben's love story plot. Like I didn't really care for it. And I will say the mm-hmm. same thing about Vanya's love plot. Didn't like any time that was happening on screen. I was like, I don't really care. And yep. I understand why it was there at the end of it because we need to see Harlan yada yada yada. But mm-hmm. I just it was not something that I really cared about. You know? Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way. Um, those two things specifically, they kind of felt to me just like kind of mechanics to let both of those characters kind of learn new powers. Sure, yeah. Um like through his like love plot, Ben learned how to kind of um like control people. Yeah. Um what possess people or whatever. 
Um, like he was in Klaus's body for a really long time. So I think I think that's like one of the main things that came out of that. And then with Vanya, like she learned a bunch of new shit during her little plot. Like we already thought she was powerful, but she can do things that like we didn't even consider in season one. Like she gave that kid, she like resurrected that kid and gave him her power. Right. Yeah. No, it was wild. And like some of her stuff, like I was cool with, but like just overall in general, it felt like wasted time sometimes. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luther, I feel like he didn't really do shit this season. So Luther, Luther was one of my favorite parts about this season, not because he had a lot to do, but because a lot of the things that he said and a lot of the things that happened to him were really funny. Yes. yes like I, I, I feel, yeah, I don't really feel like he was like particularly funny in the first season, but like he looked stupid a lot in this one. Yeah. He generally like he was getting very fed up toward the end with the five versus five scenario, and he was doing some really funny things and saying some really funny things. Great um, I think that Luther, I think Luther's character surprised me, even though he didn't have a whole lot to do. Like he kind of stuck out to me a little bit. I thought it was fun. No, yeah, definitely. I in yes, I agree with all, all that. Luther was kind of the comic relief ish um, for the most. Part. Well, he is just a big ape. Right. And some of the things, like, I don't know, like, the Jack Ruby, uh, Luther working for Jack Ruby and all the, all the like, Kennedy thing connections, I feel like they just made Luther work for him for another connection because that didn't really change. Nothing went anywhere with that. You know, Jack Ruby still killed yep. Oswald. It, it, went, it went how it went in history. That was, I think yep. it was just there for connections' sake or... I think so, too. Yeah. I think so too. Which I mean, I don't care. It's history. I like seeing historical figures on screen and, and doing things. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, definitely a very similar vibe with five in this one uh, to season one. Like yeah. he had a very similar role. He's the one who has to do all this time bending shit, get all his people together. Mm -hmm. Like he's the one who has to deal with the um, um, what's the what's the overarching like uh, organization of oh, the commission. Yeah, yeah, the commission. He's the one who has to deal with the commission and uh, the handler and everything like that. Um, he had a very similar role to play in this one, I yeah. thought. But I really like that. I mean, that character's awesome. I know he's different in the comics. I know in the comics he's like, what, he has like DNA from a bunch of serial killers or something? Is that true? Yes, he does. It, is that how it is in the... In the every serial killer, he's got their DNA. Like, he's a, he's a killer. Is that the deal in the show? Because, I mean, he's a very good killer in the show. Um, I don't think they've said anything about that. It's watching season two really inspired Jess to... She hasn't read the comics, so she's reading the first one right now, and she wanted to watch season one. Or she actually just finished it today. And she wanted mm -hmm. to watch season one. So she's gone back, and we were watching a little bit of season one earlier today. And he hasn't said anything about having all the serial killers' DNA. So I don't think that's a thing in the show. I think he was just, like, trained for a really long time yeah um, yeah um and then the the fish guy you were you were mentioning that he was gonna or that he had a bigger role in the comic i feel like he didn't really have a whole lot well, to yeah. do in the show yeah so he there's no handler in the show so there's no lila mm -hmm. there's no hand i mean in the comic so there's no lila. so does he have a bigger role just by default yes that's the that because he's kind of the head of okay so the commission they got a really stupid name in, in the book they're called the what is it eternalis okay yeah so the commission is sounds a lot better it's a lot easier for people to say rolls off the tongue yep 
Um, so he's kind of like he's the same role as the handler, but he's the fish. I feel like um, in season one they didn't want to lay on the weird too much and have like just like a fish head bowl thing going on. So they were like, let's change it to this. And then after the gotcha. season two, they're like, oh, let's let's bring him in. We can get a little weirder. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so he's the one who five makes the deal with he said okay i'll go back in time with you to 1963 and i'll stop myself from trying to stop you guys um and so like he's kind of the wheeling and dealing kind of guy making all the plans for the commission and then like i said five ends up eating him um like the handler does which gotcha a a nice little nod but oh yeah Yeah. i mean we can talk about lila doesn't exist excuse me jesus doesn't exist in the comics Who's who is Lila? Um, Diego's girlfriend. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The do- like the commission or the uh, the handler's like daughter or yeah, whatever, quote unquote. Um, I thought I thought she was generally an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Maybe until I realized that she could do everything that they could do. Right. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that part of it. I guess it did make for like an interesting battle. Um, and the only thing that makes me feel okay about this is they didn't say this in the show, but Jess and I have made this our headcanon. Okay. Is she can't do everything they can do like right off the bat. They have to do it first. And she learns it. And yeah. Well, and she just kind of mirrors it. So she doesn't learn it okay. forever. She just kind of mirrors it in that moment. So that, I mean, cause if she could just learn it real, she's OP. Like there's no way they could stop her. You know what I mean? But if she just can mimic it for that certain amount of time while she's around them and she's seen them use it, I mean, that makes it a little better. Um, Is that how it went down in that fight, though? Like, well, I feel like I feel like at one they did until they did it first. So that's why. We are, came is that, that is that confirmed? When we so I feel like she surprised somebody at one point and did it first. Mm, well, if the the only thing you could possibly be thinking about is um, Luther. Oh well. I was thinking. I, I think I was thinking the uh, the rumor thing, but rumor started talking first. She did. She and said, she I finished heard a rumor the sentence. And then she finished the sentence. Yeah. Oh man, that was actually really cool. I thought. That was that was pretty like yeah. Yeah. And then she. Oh my god, she's like. That might have been the first time. Ta- that might have been the first time she did it. The first time she did what? That might have been the first time she did the mirror. Uh, she did vomit first. Did she? Yeah. Okay. Because the, the like, rumor. Right, oh, okay. The rumor was the second thing she did. I think at first I just thought she had Vanya's powers. I did like, think that too. I was like, oh, so yeah. she's Vanya? And, but then she started doing the other powers. I was like, oh. Yeah, because Vanya, I mean, Vanya is the most powerful one in that group. So yeah. like right off the bat, her doing Vanya shit was like, oh, wow, so she's as strong as Vanya. Right. And then she finishes rumor sentence, yeah. and it's like, oh, wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more. You saying that she's... Um Vanya is the most powerful. Yes, I don't disagree. But I was I, I was reading or watching something earlier. I can't remember. But you would think like number one, he's the leader, so he would probably be the strongest. One, two, three, four. But what I was watching earlier. Well, Luther's number one, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it said that it's actually reverse. Like the strongest is seven, and then it, the stronger go backwards that way. So like seven and six would be. I thought that was kind I, of interesting. I'm putting Luther over Diego. I don't know about that. Diego. I think Diego's Diego's number two, isn't he? Yeah. I dude, I'm not. I, I think Diego's the weakest. He you just curves he things that he throws. He what? He no, just I curves things that he throws. I don't think that's the extent. I think he like controls the metal somehow. He stopped those bullets. 
Okay, he did. He did. But like looking up his power, it just says it, it's like there's like a word for it. They call it like like kinetic manipulation or something like that. But it it made it seem like he did stop the bullets though. Yeah, I feel like maybe what you looked up was for the um the comic. Yeah, because he it probably he was throw knives in the comic. But if we're going show basis, um, that's what I was thinking. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I guess I forgot about the stopping bullets thing. That was, I guess, that was a pretty solid move. Yeah, I thought he was about to just fucking like eat send him back. Bullets. Well, no, I thought oh, he eat. was like just done. Like he was a distraction oh, or something. Gotcha. Um, trajectory manipulation. Uh, so, yeah. I, and that um, makes sense because he changes the way the. So he can. So yeah. So it was just my memory that was stupid. Well, me as a person too. Um, so he's got a. He's got the ability to change like the trajectory of something that he threw, or he can stop the trajectory of something that's like coming at him or curve it. Um, okay. okay. Well, I mean, that could I guess be. That, okay. I guess that's better than Luther. Yeah. Who's? I mean, he's super strong, but he's he took a missile to the or he took like an RPG to the back in that opening scene of episode one. He did. I feel like they're not consistent with his strength though. Like he was struggling to lift that tractor, but he took a missile to the back. Do you re do you remember in that final scene when a bunch of bricks fell on number five? During that final fight, they were in like the farmhouse. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember that? No, but we'll say I do. <laughs> so Luther and number five were standing next to each other inside the house fighting. Um, what's the daughter's name? Lila. Oh yeah, Lila. They were fighting Lila, and at one point the ceiling caved in and a bunch of bricks fell down. Mm -hmm. So. It was like a weird scene. Um, I don't know why, but Luther like jumped out of the way or something, and they all fell on five, and he was like yelling, "No five <laughs> and me and me and Leo were both like, um, shouldn't Luther have taken all those bricks right like cover her up and like shield her or something and just and it and it it, it honestly looked like number five was like about to die. He got uh, this whole pile of bricks on him, and then he just like kind of like climbed out of him, like he just like kind of dug his way out after that. <laughs> and it was just like a weird like random scene where it's like if anybody's gonna take a whole mass of bricks, like it's got to be Luther. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, uh, not, I mean, I guess that kind of adds to me thinking they're kind of inconsistent with his strength. But. Yeah, I mean, super strength is hard hard to kind of set boundaries on, I guess. It is. But yeah, okay, I'll, I'll agree. Luther is the weakest, I guess. Who's your favorite character? What? Yeah, not not just based on powers, but like in general. Um, I think I would have to go. So I like Klaus because he's just like such an interesting dude. He's just like a fun guy. Second favorite. Um, what? I say he's my second favorite. Mine too. My favorite's number five. Of course, yes. Yeah, I think I think that character is just really cool. Um, yeah. The concept behind him, like old guy in a young body who knows everything. Right. Um, the actor who plays him does a really good job. Yeah. I want to see that kid in, in more stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, number five is a cool character. A lot of them are kind of like, besides Ellen Page, like they haven't done much, which is interesting. Like they're, I feel like they're going to, especially after season two, like the show is consistently good. They're going mm -hmm. to get offers for some other stuff. Yeah, I think so too. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Diego's character in this season. Yeah, no, not really. His his arc was I don't know his arc just didn't really didn't really do it for me I guess and and I didn't like the hair either. Jess complained about the hair constantly. When we I thought for sure. Her season earlier, she's like, oh, 
I miss short hair Diego. It suits him much better. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he got out of the, he was in like a loony bin right at the beginning. Yeah. And he gets out and I'm like, okay, he's definitely going to cut his hair now because he's no <laughs> longer in the loony bin. But no, he just kept it. <laughs> what was the guy who ran the TV shot? Was his name Elliot? I think so. I felt bad for him. You what? I felt bad for him. Because he died? Yeah. Like, not even just died, but like, they were, like, he stabbed him multiple times with multiple different objects. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty bad death. Yeah. But, um, you know, our, our Umbrella Academy people, they have a new, like, hideout now. Where? So, well, I mean, his place, if it's still around in the present. I was going to say, they went back <laughs> to the future. <laughs> maybe, maybe he, just, maybe that, the lease of that place died with him and it's just sitting there. Because they can't go back to the Academy now. Right. So. And that place is a good setup. So, now that we're both in the dark about the Sparrow Academy, because I have nothing to draw and there's no comic comparison, I can't even fathom to guess what they might do based on the information that's already there. Mm-hmm. We can both uh, postulate together. I'm using a lot of big Speculate words. wildly. Do you, do you like these big words? Maybe we should do I do. Word of the day. Um, we can both postulate, postulate uh, what we think might happen uh, in season three. Okay, you go first. Oh, fuck you. I'm the one who posed <laughs> the postulation. You're the one who started the postulation. Um, um, okay, I can go first. Okay. Okay. So... Um, Reginald didn't even know who they were when they walked in, right? No, he did, because he's met them in the past. He said He, he said, did know. I, I what did he say? You, I was wondering when you'd be here. Oh, that's right. That's right. You fin- I think you finished the show a little bit later than me. I did. I definitely did. Well, I finished it like that first weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, um, it, took, it took me a little longer. I finished it this past week. Okay, okay. So so in that case, I think I think that they're going to... I think they're going to join forces, but it's going to be a thing where there are some secrets that get uncovered during it. Um, we're definitely going to learn more about the fact that Reginald is a, f- a fucking alien. Yes. How did you feel about that? Um, I wasn't, ex- I wasn't expecting it because I hadn't read the comics. Um, but then as I was looking up like the character bios and stuff, it says right in line one of Reginald, he's an alien. <laughs> yeah. In the comics, it happens on like page three that you see his, his okay. face mask. Um, but I didn't remember this until we were, watching some YouTube videos about it or whatever. In season one, there's a scene where he has like this essence of something and he releases it after somebody dies. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of get the um, feeling that he's maybe not like, maybe not an alien, but magical or otherworldly or something. But I didn't remember that going into season two. I remembered he was an alien just from the books, but I didn't remember that going into season two. So I was like, oh, you finally get to find out. But I, I guess we kind of had hints at it because he's also around like in the 1800s in that first mm-hmm. season when he starts his umbrella shop. So, I mean, I guess we got hints, but I didn't remember watching season two. I just was going off comic book knowledge. Yeah, and like like he's around in the 1800s, obviously. Like, I guess maybe my thought was that there's a lot of time travel involved with the show, so that's probably part of it. That's a good theory, yeah. Like it didn't really, it didn't really make me think. Oh, this guy must be an alien, you know. Um, but I think, I think that's definitely going to be kind of a um, solid plot point of season three. I'm, I mean, his kids don't know that, right? In the show. In the know. show. I don't know. I mean, they would have. I mean, they would have said something, right? You, you got to think they would have. 
Somebody would have said something. They definitely like, said something. Number five would have. Number five has to know, right? How would he know? I don't know. That, he I knows a lot. He's been around everywhere. He knows more than anybody else. I don't think they know. Okay. I'm gonna say they don't um, until I'm proven otherwise in season three. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see Lila come back in the mix uh, in some form or another. I guess maybe, hopefully, as a villain, since our villains have been killed off. Like we we need more we need new villains at this point so that's going to be part of it. Well, they've got lots of villains in the comic to draw from if they want. So. Like who? Uh, what's one What's one interesting villain from the comics that that could potentially show up in the show? Interesting in what sense? I mean, interesting is because, subjective. Because it's up to you, bro. Yeah, I mean, because even if they bring them over, they're going to change them. You know what I mean? They could make them more interesting, no matter who. I could say murder magician. Okay, let's hear about him. Well, I mean, he doesn't really have, and he t- he starts off as a villain, but okay, so the third book is called Hotel Oblivion. Okay. And it's about the Hotel Oblivion, which is oh. in a pocket dimension that Reginald Hargreaves sends all of the villains that um, the Umbrella Academy defeats. He sends them to this hotel in this pocket dimension. And that's okay, the, that's cool. The they have to live there forever. It's pretty cool. Um, so at the beginning of the book, Murder Magician breaks out with a baby. You don't know why he has this baby. But then the baby's mom is like this nice looking woman, but she morphs into this ugly like monster thing. If she's got like a, a magic eight ball essentially, and if she, it says the wrong thing, then she'll morph into um, this alien, and it's trying to get the baby back. So I mean, that could be interesting in the sense that we we don't know who's good, who's bad in that sense. Like it's a mom who wants her baby back, but she's also a monster, and the baby is normal. You know what I mean? I want my baby back, baby back. Is that her catchphrase? Her catchphrase is... Oh, I didn't realize you had that button. That's a uh, new button. I just bought it. Nice, nice. What does it say on it? It says... You want me to spell it? G-W-A-R-W-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R. Nice, nice. I feel like it, it, it sounded a little bit different the second time you pressed it. It's one of those buttons that it's got like seven different sounds. So okay, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> We're just racking up these buttons here. Um, I mean, I got to keep the show interesting. I've only got two so far. I'm, I want to hit five by the end of the year. I've only got my, my one. Yes. Can we, can we hear it? Yeah. Let me give it a solid press for you. That, wow. That's, that's a good one. I'll never get tired. Yeah, this, I don't, I don't know. So somebody actually gave me this pterodactyl button as a gift when I said that I was starting this podcast. Ah. It was an interesting, like, I was like, I don't, uh, what the hell is this? They're like, they're like it's fine. Just use it. Yeah, they're like, just do it. Like, it's, it's like a, a really well-known podcast, like, feature. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Like, this is my first podcast. I don't know any better. I'm just going to use the pterodactyl button. No, I think it could be your thing. You're the pterodactyl guy. I think I need more buttons. <laughs> I'm I'm not necessarily the pterodactyl guy. <laughs> All right, we'll find you another button. Um, but <laughs> back to the Umbrella Academy. I like, I like, I like your theories. I want to see. Yes, I want to see, um, the Sparrow Academy like, being everything that the Umbrella Academy wasn't. Like you know, they're dysfunctional. They're blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I want to hope that them going in the past, uh, and telling Reg all he all they told him. Maybe he sees the error of his ways because he thinks they're fuck-ups in the past. So he's like, well, if I want to make these superhero uh, 
kids like super and I, I should probably change something so i want to see them be like a functioning cohesive unit whereas the umbrella academy it takes them a while to get their shit rolling usually so i want to see i like that idea like, yeah i want to see like the differences there i also want to know why it's called the sparrow academy i mean we'll learn that i'm sure i hope so yeah i can i can now that you said that i think that's a really good idea i think we can see we're going to see them as like this like well-oiled like bad guy killing machine yeah um and they're probably there i can see them joining forces with umbrella and umbrella getting in the way yeah. at times yeah. because they're not that yeah um just I, I think that's probably just like an early dynamic that we'll see yeah i agree so do we think um six is now number one ben is now number one do we call him number one now hmm um, he did seem like he was in a number one role with right. Sparrow. Exactly. And Ben is pretty powerful. Wait, so, wait, well, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. Or maybe Sparrow Academy is the other way. Ah. Number one is strongest, number seven's weakest. How you would think it would be, yeah. Although I don't know if, I don't know if, ben, or who are the rest of the people? Was it the same? In the Sparrow Academy? Yeah, I want to say it was different. We didn't see I want to say it was a different group. Oh, you you are asking if it was like um, Allison and Klaus and them. Right. Was no. it? No. Okay. It was definitely different. And then yeah. Ben was there. Yeah. It okay. Was different and Ben. So Ben, let's let's just call Ben number one. Okay. Ben is now number one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because there was a floating green uh, cube and some other people. They were in shadow. You think? We couldn't see them, but you, we were assuming that they're not them. Are we thinking that the floating green cube is like a member of the Sparrow Academy? Well, I saw a YouTube um, clip art thing. I didn't watch the actual mm -hmm. video, but it had that cube circled and it said new number five question mark. But I didn't interesting. Watch, I didn't watch the video. So. I guess so. Again, I kind of remember, or I kind of forget some of these details. I don't really remember a cube. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, I'll send you a picture in the Discord and you can. Hey, QB, QB's my new favorite character. QB. Yep. I'm watching a lot of QB1. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I finished season uh, three the other day. Solid show. It is. Have you watched it? I have. Yeah. I watched mm -hmm. season one when it came out. I didn't watch season two or three. Just watched three because it was the most recent, and I'll go back and watch two now. But. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Last thing, I had something else before we left. Oh, uh, Harlan. We see at the end he still has... We thought Vanya took her powers back, but... He's mm -hmm. got some kind of telekinesis that he's twirling the sparrow, which there's a lot of sparrow imagery throughout. I watched a video on like all the sparrow imagery in season two. There's sparrows fucking everywhere. All throughout the season? Yeah. Lead okay. Leading into the Sparrow Academy reveal. So there's sparrows all over the place. He's twirling a sparrow in the back of that car when they're leaving. Mm -hmm. There's theories that he has something to do with the formation of the Sparrow Academy because of this. Um, but he'd be like a grown, he'd be a grown man in 2019 mm -hmm. um, so what role do you think he plays do you think he plays a role we got to see an older harlan right i want to see this kid be a villain that's our villain mm -hmm. all the shit he went through evil vanya yeah part two yeah yeah um that could be interesting i don't know yeah again just like with all things we'll see how it plays out all right but you heard it here first harlan is our season three villain Mm -hmm. And QB is our season three main hero. QB, we love you, QB. Uh, you <laughs> Big fan else? of the show, QB. <laughs> we couldn't do without you, QB. 
We love you. Do you have anything <laughs> else uh, you wanted to add before we wrap up here? Um, not really. That's kind of all I got on Umbrella Academy for now. Awesome. Well, this is Masters of the Cultureverse. I'm Caleb. He's Clay. I'm the friendly neighborhood one. He's the invincible one. We have an Instagram. We'd love you to follow us at masters.cultureverse. And we'll see you next Monday with another. No, actually, I lied. Wow, I've been lying to the listeners a lot. We will see you on wow. Friday with episode five of our boys rewatch. Make sure you're checking that out. Um, something I did hear about the boys real quick before we leave that I don't know if I told you or if you know. Um, we're getting the first three episodes up front, then weekly releases after that for season Nice. Five. Nice. So I'm cool. I'm cool with that. But, uh, yeah. And we can talk about each um, episode on the. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. So have you actually seen they put out a scene with um, the deep in this beached whale? Have you seen that uh, when they're on the boat? No, they're on a beach. Then no, I have not. So the deep, what they've done with the deep's character in season two mm. seems hilarious. He is he has fully embraced the whole uh, essentially being the worst uh, member of the seven. Um, he's got this like almost like zen like way about him. Mm-hmm. He's a huge pussy. Yeah. Um, he the way that he talks he's all about the animals now he doesn't really care about anything else starlight says something to him and he's like starlight you don't really mean that do you because this this and this and you should try to live your life this way and this way and she's basically just like deep shut the fuck up right now (laughs) and and homelander's just like rolling his eyes it's like why is this guy still with us (laughs) so they have fully embraced the fact that the deep just is so lame yeah Yeah. i'm glad they've done that (laughs) yep so make sure you check us out on Friday because we'll have episode 5 of our boys rewatch to prepare you for season 2 episode 5 good for the soul that's what it's called Um, follow us on Instagram masters.cultureverse and we will see you later bye